Beyond the Fence Line, a podcast brought to you by the Texas Agricultural Land Trust. Created by landowners for landowners, we're proud to play a role in conserving the Texas legacy of wide open spaces. Hi, I'm Sandra Velarde, and I lead our fundraising efforts here at TALT. Gifts that are given to TALT stay right here in Texas, protecting open space that will be here for generations to come. Giving to TALT means investing in communities, clean water, and clean air that benefit us all. Please consider a small recurring donation today and be part of that movement that is keeping Texas big, wide, and open. Visit our website to learn more at www.txaglandtrust.org slash support. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Fence Line. I'm Chad Ellis, the CEO of Texas Agricultural Land Trust. And this is going to be a, a very insightful episode for our listeners because I'm joined today by TALT's very own uh, David Crow. And David is our current chair here at TALT. And I really appreciate David's uh, leadership and insight and, and really helping, you know, uh, steer our ship here at TALT. Uh, he's a landowner himself and a rancher, and he's just an, you know, outstanding uh, individual that really understands the, the importance uh, of our working lands and has a very much passion as, as myself to our working lands, um, especially the face, the, you know, the day-to-day the -day across, uh, you know, operations of our, of our working lands. And he's going to talk to us today about you know, where we've been uh, these past months and some of the recent wins we've had here at TALT and even where we're going to go and looking ahead uh, to our organization. So again, welcome, David, for joining us. Thanks, Chad. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Well, thank you. And, you know, before we really jump in talking about TALT, um, you know, let's really start with you and, and your history and your passion and one thing I love about your leadership here at TALT is your breadth of knowledge and, and uh, you know, on, on the working lands and across the state. And I think it's really important, your insight and what you bring as a rancher uh, and your insight to the board. So tell us about your background and your, and your ranching operation. Okay, I'll, I'll try to be brief here because I, I really think that we have a lot of important things to talk about besides just me, but I'll give everybody kind of just a, a general background knowledge. You know, I'm, I'm a first generation rancher. <clears throat> I was raised in Corpus. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the ranching seed or agricultural seed was planted in me when I was a young teenager and I was sent to my aunt's ranch in uh, Colorado for a couple different summers and they were a working ranch, cow-calf operation and well, I say I worked, I was probably more in the way there than I worked, but, <laughs> but you know, I was fascinated by it. I absolutely loved it. I didn't want to come home. Uh, it was just, it was my cup of tea, but uh, I think that's where the seed was planted, if you want to know the truth. But if you, then, then fast forward about 15, 20 years, and I was in our family businesses, and uh, I was running them, and I had the opportunity to sell them. So I did, and we started buying ranch land. And over the about a 20 year period, we've put together these ranches and it's morphed into Crow Ranches, which is now operates four ranches in South Texas and one in 
far west Texas for a cow-calf operation and uh, spend most of my time on these ranches, um, you know, along with my son now, who is my partner, and I'm thrilled over that. Uh, and we, uh, we do a cow-calf operation with a, a little bit of a stocker operation when, when, when it permits. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing story, I think. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny how we just fall in our passions, right. And life in general. And, and I love to hear your story. And Juan is, uh, you know, uh, love to see that passion only, you know, also move into your son and his passion for the land and conservation and, and, you know, uh, ag production is, is, is really awesome. And, um, you know, I think part of it is, you know, not only did you stumble into where you are today, but you kind of, your stumbling onto TALT was, I think, unique as well. You know, early on, like many other Texas landowners, you may not have probably saw the easement tool or conservation easements as a, you know, a friendly tool or concept. So love to kind of hear your, your thoughts and, you know, how you've evolved over the years. You know, uh, that, that's really interesting because it, it did evolve over, you know, I, I can remember at a cattle raisers meeting, I don't ask me what year, but I guess it was in the mid eighties to early nineties, somewhere in there where, you know, that's when cons the conversation of conservation easements started and being in that meeting. And I remember there were a lot of mad people in there, you know, claiming this is a land grab. And I, I kept thinking, wait, wait a minute. You know, the people that were presenting this, these were people that I, I trusted and valued their opinion. They're, they're not, you know, presenting us with a land grab. I think it's more of a case of, of uh, people not understanding concept of conservation easements. And so I, I, what I did is I just started doing my own research on it and, and realized that, you know, it, it's a voluntary deal. How can a land grab be a voluntary deal? And, you know, it's, it's negotiated. And uh, that, that's, I, it just kept growing from there. Uh, once again, planted the seed in me on, on the opportunities that a landowner has and the tools in the toolbox. And that's where, where this pretty much started with me is, is just going to these meetings and discovering what conservationist easements are and getting the true facts on them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that's a good point, David. And you know, I I say this all the time. I you know, I sure appreciate Blair, you know, Fitzsimmons, and and her, and the kind of the mount, you know, that that founding members and and board of really looking at the easement and developing this easement tool. You know, it was developed by producers for producers, and you mentioned it. There's not a one size fits all. Each 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 easement is tailor made for that family, right? And their goals and objective. And, um, but I still think even today, uh, you know, we're starting 14 years strong, um, but we still have a lot of, I think, miscommunication or folks that still feel the same. And I, you know, I, I, I guess a question I have for you is how do we, how do we engage with, with our other ranchers and other landowners across the state? Um, you know, the tool is a tool and it's not for everyone. And it may not be a right fit for them, 
but we need to be able to provide them the best information they can to make the best sound decision to know is it the, is it the right tool for them it, it, you're right uh it's not uh, one size fits all i think that's the first thing you learn you know and it's there's a lot of things going on now chad that um, i wanted for this conversation to expand to but you know the, the transition from generation to generation is going on <clears throat> it's going on in my family and it, it these this is another tool that you can use it's uh, you know for, for all the the different things there's a lot of people you look at the average age of uh, your rancher in texas and not only in texas i guess across the united states we're getting old and uh people are are fortunate to have the next generation that are interested in it uh in continuing operation but more than likely uh they don't have someone that's going to succeed them and these are in these people are looking at their options and going you know i love this place i've we've uh, we're multi-generational i don't want to see it broken up and we can provide the tools for that and i think that's an important thing to to uh, put out to get out in front of people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's, uh, you know, it's like you said, I mean, it's planting the seed and that's all we can do is keep planting the seed and, and keep in front of them and, and, you know, know that we're a trusted source and we're here to help them in, in any way we can with these families. <laughs> you know, I, know, I know, David, you've, you know, you guys are kind of thinking potentially as a family and utilizing the easement tool and, you know, how are those conversations and how is that thought process within your own family and operation? Well, yeah, we are actively looking at uh, conservation easements on a couple of our ranches. Uh, the fragment, fragmentation is, is a huge issue. I mean, it's, it's growing at an incredible rate. I'll, I'll give you an example. My wife's family ranch, which is the, which is the first ranch that, you know, we put cattle on that we operated. And <clears throat> when I married her, it was surrounded by, I would say three large ranches and they're gone now. Uh, where in this ranch is, is that we still have is, is the largest ranch in the area. And it, it, we went from having three neighbors to, I couldn't tell you how many neighbors we have now. And it's just, it's, it's it, the fragmentation process is, is go, going at a faster rate than I think people realize. Uh, so right. a lot of it's due to the, the transition. I, I, I can't bring that out enough. It's just, it's amazing to me. And I look at this <clears throat> for our own family's sake. And I think about my grandchildren. And then I think about, you know, hopefully we just continue to multiply and then I'll have eventually great grandchildren. And I'd like to think that maybe one of them out of it or all of them would be a wonderful deal, you know, take a love to the land and want to operate it and continue like we have, my son has, my son will be doing. I would think it'd be a great deal for one of my grand, great grandchildren to look back and go, you know, what David did back then was a really smart move. Cause you know, these things are in perpetuity and no one knows what the future is going to bring. But you know, if you plan them and negotiate them as best you can, how can it be anything but a positive for your family? Uh, that's that's the way we feel about it. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that that statement is so true, and I think it really takes us full circle, right? This is why you believe in TALT, and 
why you joined our board, and more importantly, why you're leading our organization now. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, talk, best of my knowledge, I'm not, I don't want to brag on this too hard, but, you know, we stand alone in the fact that we're about working lands. Um, you know, we recognize how difficult or perhaps hard, expensive it is to operate lands. And that's one of the things that I think makes us unique. Uh, that's how I got involved in the board. I have several friends on the board uh, with like kind opinions. Uh, and it appealed to me. It, it appealed to it, uh, me more than, than anything else that, that taught, I feel like TALT has the back of the landowners and that's very important and not, and not trying to, you know, as we often say, we don't get into the day-to-day -day management of an operation. We, you know, that's, that's the operator's decision to make. We're, we're not going to go in there and tell them how to run their business. And I think that's extremely important and people need to know that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, maybe, I think David, maybe break that down, you know, a little bit, further uh, around TALT and, you know, for our listeners. And, you know, maybe we start about our structure and, you know, how do we get things done? You know, we're really, like you mentioned, a unique organization and that we don't have, you know, one thing, we don't have a membership, we have founding members. Um, but I think those founding members, right, are, are, are producer landowner focused, uh, members and maybe maybe kind of share some of that structure uh, okay i mean it, yeah it's very simple i mean our founding members are the texas and southwestern cattle raiser association which i'm very active in and then the farm bureau and i'm a member of the farm bureau and texas wildlife association i'm a member of twa as well all these are landowner based associations organizations that uh, are very active they all understand the need of conservation easements. And, and I think that it was, it was a really brilliant idea to come together to form talk. And you got to go back and you got to thank Blair and the people she worked with uh, back then and, and how they built this thing and how it, it has grown in, into what it is today. Uh, you know, I, I think all these organizations ha have a, the common denominator is the land. And that, that's the important part to remember. And I think everybody can, can feel a part of it with just these three different uh, associations. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, I think the other key is, you know, we have those board members that represent those three organizations. And then, um, you know, I think a couple other key components to it, David, too, which was some changes that Blair and the rest of the board was very smart about was, we have uh, kind of that other kind of segment or however you want to look at it, board members that have easements themselves. And some of those also in the bylaws are set out that have easements that are outside of TALT. So that brings that other perspective. And I think that really kind of helps balance the, the conversations and keeps us grounded in, in, in the right, in our mission of keeping working lands working. And then lastly, we have you know, three kind of board member at large, which really kind of helped fill in some of those other gaps. And, you know, a good example of that's, you know, Dr. Lopez, Roel Lopez, and, you know, him bringing that 
that uh, research and science background of of all of these issues that that hinder our you know our freedom to operate in the ways we're thinking and all of these pressures of keeping our working lands working and I think it's it's just a great great structure. I think one of the other things too I think and you mentioned David is you know other friends and the the other board members and I think that's you know, I've been on a lots and lots of boards as you have. And uh, I think one of the exciting things is seeing that interaction of our board and what everybody brings and the passion um, of this complex issue that we're fighting. And I think that's, that's amazing. And we've welcomed some, you know, new board members here in the last year, year and a half that I think, you know, kind of bring even some more perspectives. Um, and, and more help uh, towards us and uh, any thoughts around, around yeah. any of that? I, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, number one, uh, in, like you, I've been on a lot of boards, um, but this is, is truly a working board. I, I'm so impressed with the current board. Well, and ever since I've been on the board, how enthusiastic people are, they show up to meetings, uh, they they get involved in the conversation it's it's not one of those things where it's you're just a figurehead they you know we really don't want just a name we want your talents and uh you know this year we've uh, welcomed onto the board uh three new members we, we have uh faith Fitzsimmons walker who is blair's daughter i mean she probably knows more about conservationism it's just through osmosis than, than <laughs> In between her and joseph yeah, yeah. She, she brings yeah. a great perspective yeah yeah she's really sharp you know she she's both her family her mother and her father both have ranching operations she you know so and she's in the business world and she's she's very sharp and a great addition then you have you know marshall bowen uh, an attorney who's also very familiar with conservation easements through his family's involvement. Uh, th these people bring a, a wealth of knowledge and experience to the board and they're both young, which I, I love about it. And then, then third is Mike Conaway. And uh, he comes you know, to the board with over, I think 16 years of you know, congressional experience. Uh, you know, he chaired the uh, House Ag Committee. He, you know, is an accountant. He's uh, he understands the process, and that's you know of, of, of moving things forward. And I think that's very important that the, you know we we all not only just our three new board members, but all of our board members are the common denominator. They're connected to the land one way or the other, and they understand and uh, agree with our mission. And I think that's very important uh, to, for everybody to know that, that this is, this is a passionate board and, and we're moving forward and thinking out of the box and trying to help the landowner and, and once again, have the landowners back. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, uh, you know, this, we, we, you know, we always kind of keep going back to, to, COVID in this past year and everything, right? And I just just uh, celebrated not too long ago, a few weeks ago, uh, you know, my one year anniversary, David, and it's, it's just time has flown by. Um, but at the same time, you know, it was kind of interesting kind of thinking through the dynamics was just a few weeks ago, we had our board meeting and it was our first face-to-face -face meeting since, uh, 
been fortunate fortunate enough to to follow in behind Blair, and um, we had a great meeting. And um, you know, I I, th I think it was definitely energizing, right, for for myself and the rest of the team here at Talt of having that interaction and and uh, just the excitement of all of us getting together. I I agree. Uh, I can remember talking to you um, a couple, three months before the board meeting and me telling you, you know, we need to need to do a face to face. Uh, this zoom thing is, although it's been extremely convenient for people during the pandemic, it, it's just not the same as meeting face to face. And fortunately our timing was good to where we were felt comfortable. You know, the, the pandemic seems we're on the backside of this deal. And it was it and it made all the difference in the world, particularly when you have a technically challenged person as myself who doesn't do well on Zoom meeting. So, yeah, it, 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 was, it was it was a really good meeting. I think it's really important for the staff. And I, I don't want to uh, leave the staff out without giving. I mean, we have a tremendous staff. Uh, it's a, it's a hardworking staff that that they just get the job done. And uh, I couldn't be more proud uh, of them and working with them it's 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 a real exciting process yeah i agree I, it's uh yeah, i'm very blessed each and every day um for the board for the staff it's like i you know i've told you and i've told the staff i've been here a year but haven't worked a day yet and i'm looking to many many more years just like that uh we always have our challenges but what's great is you know we got a we got a family here and our family extends beyond just just our board members and our our tall staff, right? I mean, our families, all of those uh, families that we partner with on the easements, and we have a great advisory board as well. So it's uh, it's really exciting and a blessing um, to be part of part of this uh, movement of finance solutions for for our landowners. And you know, I think from that face to face and and just thinking through the challenges we have and, you know, all these pressures we talked about of fragmentation and we look at the population increase or having people move to Texas at a just extremely high rate and all of those add another layer. Um, you know, I think you mentioned the layer of, you know, our age and our demographics. And I mean, we can go on and on of all, all of these pressures. And I think the pressures are harder today than they ever have been. And I appreciate the board kind of trying to be innovative and trying to think through this. And I think there's some big news coming. And, and you know, traditionally a lot of TALT's work has, you know, focused on advocating for working lands and actively, you know, conserving these lands through easements. But, you know, we're filling these pinch points and, and really trying to, to think outside the box and build more tools in the toolbox that we can help provide. Um, these families and, you know, any thoughts around, around this and what we need to do and move forward? Yeah, there, I have a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> you know, I, I live this day to day, okay, operating these ranches and, uh, and in the cattle industry and, you know, operating these ranches, maintaining these ranches is an expensive proposition. I mean, you, you look at what a truck costs today you look at the insurance we have to pay. Uh, you know, everybody has to pay health insurance and it's completely, you know, out of sight. You know, uh, your, your brush control, you know, the everything that we 
we do on a day-to-day basis and it can be interrupted real quick by lack of rain you know uh, it's uh it's really it's a i love it i wouldn't do it anything else but but i'm telling you running these ranches is expensive and you know if we can start looking at the other things that that income centers that would help someone maintain a ranch i think we're obligated to do do that and and work forward towards those those uh type of things that uh help a maintain and keep open lands open some people aren't looking at you know what what am i going to do with this land i can't even uh, operate it you know it's 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 extremely tough which kind of brings us to our next deal yeah i I agree with you and i think you know i you know with me coming in kind of when i have into talk you know we i kind of look back and you know i remember kind of thinking through it and talking to you and charles davidson and Blair and Steve Lewis and other board members, you know, we have, we have a lot of easements that are, you know, 14 years, right, old, and they're, they're going into that next generation. I think it's one less tool in the toolbox, you know, for that next generation, because they've used the easement tool. But just because you have the easement tool, as you mentioned, David, it's a business, and it's trying to keep that business alive. And, and, and um, you know, what can we do to help empower, you know, that next generation of keeping those operations viable? And, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a huge challenge and we have to kind of keep building multiple tools and multiple things and avenues, resource, financial resources back, back to these families. And, I, you know, we've talked about that from the board level, um, you know, of, of building these and, and exploring new tools, you know, what's, what's your thoughts on developing these new tools and the board's thoughts around this? Well, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're leading into, into the ecosystem markets. Uh, you know, I mean, this is, is such a huge topic with so many facets to it. And I mean, you're, you're one of the people that's opened my eyes to this thing and where we need to be, where, how we position ourselves on that. Um, you know, it, once again, it's offering uh, an option for landowners on other revenue centers. And as we go forward into this deal, and I, and I, I know a lot of people raise an eyebrow on uh, ecosystems and everything. And if it really doesn't make any difference in what you think how about it, whether you think it's real or not. This is a, a, a real deal. I mean, it's going forward at a breakneck speed. The uh, large corporations are budgeting millions and millions of dollars for to, to how do we, and they're not even sure how they're going to do it, whether, uh, but they want to uh, cover their carbon footprint. So, you know, right. it, this thing starts starts to, to go forward and we look at <clears throat> that's how you and I got started in this conversation just yeah. I was so ignorant on it right. uh, but you know how how do you if you want to sell carbon credits how do you even begin to do it you know I mean it's not like you you uh put them you know on one of the uh, uh on Etsy or Craigslist or something like that <laughs> You know, you've you've got you've got to be thoughtful about that. And so, where do you go to get the information? 
And, and you know, this has evolved over several months of you and I having our conversations. And, you know, eventually, you know, as we got further into it and you were very kind to educate me on a lot of this, I, I, I thought, man, we, we've got to form a committee on this. We, we have to, so we can be the trusted source because there is a lot of, uh, I wouldn't call them a bad source, but it is, it's not giving us you, giving you the true picture of what's going on and how, how you take these, uh, like I, I termed the, the uh, uh, environmental impact values that we, we do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis on our conservation efforts. And I always get tickled because, you know, if you're a successful rancher, that means you're taking care of your, of your pastures. You are, you know, you're not grazing them to the dirt. You're, you're uh, you know, rotating your cattle. You're doing what you're, you're doing things that obviously you could be paid for. So how, how do you arrive at that? How do you, how do you, when that's the big question, it's easy to say, yeah, you can get paid for that, but I mean, who's out there writing the checks? And that's what's so important. It's the devil's in the details is, you know, is we, we start discovering these things and kind of put a guide together for landowners. Uh, you and I talked about doing a committee and I thought, I, well, you know, I think it's important. So I presented it at the board meeting, the past board meeting of what do y'all think about developing a committee? And I was very pleased to see everybody thought it, this needed to happen. Uh, it's, it's, it's necessary because it's going at a very fast pace and we need to stay ahead of it. We need to define the markets. We need to be able to understand the markets and see who the right, correct people are to, uh, to connect with. And that's how this whole thing got started. And now uh, I, I'm real excited about it because I think it, it, it's growing at an exponential rate. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, this space is, is so, you know, interesting and, it, and it's growing fast. And, you know, I've been in this space, you know, you and I have discussed for, for a long time and helping and probably way ahead of the curve, right? And, and, um, and it's amazing in the last, I would say, 10 months, 12 months, how fast of more opportunities are out there. And I think we're going to see more and more with the administration change and, and we're seeing these dynamics and more pressures on these corporations and where they're going um, of more opportunities. And, you know, it's kind of the, the thing, too, I think, David, I've always heard, right, if if um, if if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Right. And I think Pretty that's, much. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's important. And I think important role for TALT is engaging, right. We're, we're in the relationship business and we want to be able to, you know, have producers at the table, uh, you know, and be there, uh, you know, be there with us and to be able to help engage in these discussions and help, put the right system together that will, will help. And when we think of, I, I think there's a lot of great though pieces to it and that it helps really start showing uh, all the great work that you mentioned, right? This private land stewardship and all of these, these things that you're putting in place of, of brush management and just 
taking care of the cattle and, and utilizing the cattle as a tool of, of taking care of the land and you know the water resources and et cetera, and how that can kind of roll back up to our public benefits. And I think there's just a great opportunity. I think there's, you know, like you mentioned, these revenue revenue centers that can come out of this. Oh, you're right. You're right. Helps us tell our story. I, I agree. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, you know, I, I get excited and I, I get to talking fast on, on things like this. But as you know, I'm gonna give the listeners an idea how you and I have talked, and you know, every question that you've answered for me has created two more questions in my head. But you know, uh, we've talked about stacking the uh, the values that right. we have on a ranch, and I did a parallel on that, and you agreed. If you recall, it's no different than capturing the value on your cattle, on your calves. You know, exactly. Uh, exactly. I look I look back at how we've you know done that over the years, over the past thirty years, from you know you know just simple castration of your calves versus not. You know, we all know that's that's pretty you know, elementary, that's kind of ranching 101. Then you look at source and age verification. Then you look at the all natural right. programs, the grass fed programs and whatever fits you. And, you know, so many of these things as in our operation, as we got further into it, we went, wow, this is something we're already doing, but we're not getting rewarded for it. Mm -hmm. And I, once again, I think people are going to see that as you stack the values, you know, the, the carbon credits, the, uh, the water sequestration, the, the biodiversity that, you know, you're responsible for on your property and you can capture that value, but which is very easy to say, but then you go, well, wait a minute, how do you do that? And, you know, I mean, there's people not around, you know, in, in these small towns, you know, handing out dollars just because you're doing a good job. So you've got to get, uh, you've got to understand what's going on here. I remember I sent up, an article to you, uh, uh, I can't remember what it was, but they were paying for carbon credits uh, with Bitcoin. Well, you know, I don't know a thing about Bitcoin. And you made the statement, until you can go town and buy a tractor with Bitcoin, I'm not sure I wanna do that. And I thought, you know, that's probably one of the most insightful <laughs> things I've heard in quite a while. Uh, because, you know, there's, there's so much stuff. I'll give you another example that I, uh, Excuse me, I'm probably talking fast on this. No, but, no, no, no. Uh, you know, <clears throat> we got to talking and I thought, well, how do you even measure the carbon that you're sequestering in your land? And so we got to talking about, well, you, you core it. You know, you got to create a baseline and you core it, okay? And you measure the carbon you have in there and then you um, you make a deal. Uh, well, number one, who do you get to core it? And then we thought, well, you, there are probably a few companies out there to do it, but do they do it correctly? I have no idea. So then you, you move forward, you create that baseline and you have so many units of carbon, whether it's tons or whatever, however they want to measure it. And then you make a deal with, you know, one of these corporations uh, to sequester or take care of their carbon footprint. And you've got a five-year deal and they'll come out in five years and they'll measure your carbon sequestration again. Well, what happens if you got paid for that five years and at, at, at the end of the five years, they come out and they court again and go, oops, uh, you didn't sequester all that. Uh, you know, it was a bad year or a bad three years, just like in South Texas. We're just coming out of three years. Uh, so, you know, what, what does that mean? You write a check back to these people? Uh, these are the type of things 
that we need to talk about, we need to dis do a lot of discovery and research on so we can have the answers. So talk can be the trusted source for these kind of questions. I was just building a scenario that came in my head of, you know, I don't know the answer to these, but right. I, we can find the answers. Yeah, no, I mean, mo most definitely, right? I, I, I look at talk being the same of easements or these ecosystem service markets, right? There's a, there's a thinking process and there's a kind of a, uh, questions that you have to kind of think through your mind. And, and, you know, a lot of times there are new tools and there's new things that, you know, we're not aware of and you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes at that same process, you don't know what the right questions to ask. And I think that's the beauty of, of Talt of being that trusted source to help producers like yourself ask these certain key questions that you may not think about. And again, we just want to be able to provide a resource and, and have you and, and other landowners kind of think through that process to make the best uh, sound decision that meets, you know, their family's goals and objectives. Exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, and, and I think we can do that. And, you know, we can go on and on of examples, right? And I think you laid out, articulated a great example of some of those things you have to think through. And... Uh, and I think you, I, I think you're spot on, and you know, and you articulated really what these ecosystem service markets. You know, a lot of this thing isn't any different than what we do as ranchers, right? Of, right. of value added from a product. I think also the negotiation of contracts, right? It's not any different than our our uh, oil and gas, you know, no. uh, agreements. It, it's it's just a it's just you know a, it's a different a different. Uh, you know, peace, but the key, the key is the stacking, right? And I think the thing that frustrates me, I think a little bit, David, is the media and everything that we talk about, it's carbon, 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 carbon. And I think carbon is is great, right? It's it's what keeps keeps the universe going, right? It's it's the engine per se when we look at it from a from how it all how it all the dynamics of carbon. But I think when we look at it from a payment and of revenue centers, um, carbon is just one piece, right? And and it, it's I think the market itself just around carbon isn't going to be enough to make a change. But if we could stack carbon with the water credit, a biodiversity credit, um, being able to tie some of this land management back to our our ag products from a beef or wheat or whatever we may produce on our land, um, I think it all starts making sense. And uh, it starts getting us to a point that we can be, uh, have enough revenue sources and, and keep our business afloat. I agree. And uh, yeah, I think you know, I'm pretty redundant in some, some of the things I say. And, 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 what, I'll be redundant one more time. We need to be the trusted source for people to go to. But another thing, there's a lot of well-intentioned people out there that are misinformed. They don't own land, but they appreciate the land, but they're hearing the wrong things about you know, the cattle industry and production agriculture. And that's counterproductive to what we do. That's counterproductive to our mission. And right. I, I, I think people are are anxious to get the facts. And so now's the opportunity, particularly in the political 
air we have going right now. It, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of bad information going out there. So, you know, people want to hear the, the correct story or the true story and uh, of, of what the landowners that we're associated with and the tremendous job they're doing. I think it's very important for TALT to, to grow its presence in that arena as well. I, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, there's, a, there's just a lot. I mean, there, and we're, we're learning each and every day. And this is a, you know, the dynamics are, are picking up and, and changing and, um, you know, I'm excited about it and I know the board's excited and, you know, you can tell from your passion as well as the rest of the board and the rest of the staff. I mean, we, we're here to help. And, uh, you know, I just hope others see us as a resource that we can be that trusted resource to help them navigate through this and, and more tools and a lot of, you know, these layers, um, any other big questions? No, I was just going to you know, talk about the committee we formed, and and we sure. we we uh, had the volunteers come forward, and and you know we, we got a really good committee going forward, and I'm really looking forward to uh, the discussions and how this is going to how we're going to lay this out and 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 where it goes from here. I really don't know which direction it's going. I, I know it's going to go in a positive one because every there's a there's a, a real light of excitement on this. So you know, I think it's going to be uh, a very big learning opportunity for everybody. And I'm sure Talt is going to be sharing it as, as we build the narrative. Yes, most definitely. I mean, I think, I think we'll, you know, hear, hear more and more on these future podcasts as we start kind of unraveling and bringing in, you know, other experts and, you know, other folks for us to have this discussion and, as you and I've talked, I mean, we need to add some of these sections on our, our website to be sort of that hub of information. And, uh, you know, maybe it's just as simple as asking, here's key questions to ask, um, you know, some of those things to help, help folks kind of think through that thinking process. I think, um, you know, it's, it's exciting, I think, as, as an industry of having these opportunities. And again, it's, we need to make sure we're at the, at the table and, and make sure these things are guided in a, in a positive way um, for us as landowners. I agree, I agree. And I think that will be one of your charges to, you know, on these podcasts to bring in those experts because you know a lot of them that can, uh, that can do, do it in ranch talk, you know? So many people, right. uh, you know, I, I get, you know, I, my eyes glaze over you know, because they're, they're speaking Greek to me. But if, you know, if we get those experts in that can, can put it in, in plain terms, I think it's going to be very important as we move forward. Yeah. Well, thanks, David. Any, any other, anything else you want to share with the uh, listeners? Well, uh, other than the fact that, Chad, I think you said earlier, you're looking forward to years and years with Tall, and I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, I'm, I've, this has been an exciting few months for me as, as the chairman and uh, you and I have, have built a, a friendship well in a very uh, quick fashion. And uh, I, I look forward to working with you and with everybody at TALT uh, for the next couple of years. Well, I, I, I do as well and I appreciate and uh, cherish our friendship as well as, you know, the friendship that I gain with other board members and, 
you know, that's, that's the key to success. It's, it's a, it's about a team effort and everyone rolling up their sleeves and getting to work and, and being passion, passionate about what we do. And, um, you know, I, you know, I know a lot of other friends as you have across the state that are ranchers and landowners that appreciate what we do as a family, a talk family uh, for them and their families. And so it's, it's easy to, easy to come to work and look forward to work each every day. I mean, that's my passion and, and uh, I'm glad, glad to uh, share it. And, you know, I think it's, this is really exciting times and I appreciate your leadership, David, and uh, helping us move forward. Well, it's, it's been my pleasure. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward, like I said, to uh, going forward on, on all this and, working with you and the other board members and with, you know, landowners answering questions, you know, if I can't answer the question, I'll, I'll, I'll find someone who can and uh, uh, look forward to it. I, I really enjoyed our conversation today, Chad. Well, thanks again for uh, being on David and I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up, but, you know, we'll be back and, you know, because we want to answer these questions, as you mentioned, you know, and that's what we're sitting at, you know, we're really setting out to do. So, you know, our plans are bringing in these experts, as we talked about, David, in, in this space to discuss, you know, more of kind of the nuts and bolts of these ecosystem services. And, you know, I hope listeners keep their eyes out for, you know, those future podcasts. And, you know, I want to thanks, you know, give a big thanks uh, to all of our listeners who have rated and reviewed us. Um, be sure to, you know, share these podcasts with friends and you know, grow our network. It's, it's the network and us communicating and, and having these discussions, what's going to help empower all of us and uh, to be better tomorrow than we are today. So uh, everyone have a blessed one. And thanks again, David. You bet. Thank you, Chad. Beyond the Fence Line is brought to you by the Texas Agricultural Land Trust, dedicated to conserving the Texas heritage of agricultural lands, wildlife habitats, and natural resources. Find out more at txaglandtrust.org.